Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the show. You are listening to Game Club from Wannabe Critic Productions. I am Gabriel Fast, and I will f- I will forever be your host because I am the Wannabe Critic. Today, I am joined by uh, two parts of Bush League Gaming for yet another Supergiant Games review. We are continuing the Supergiant saga, which next in line is Transistor. Uh, so before we get into our review, though, Jacob... Bush and Ryan Scalf. Let, let me let me let me do again another Bush League intro for you. So my first guest uh, bought a Ouya, <laughs> and that is Jacob Bush. <laughs> That's a great one. That is a gr- so your last in- you did another one of these intros before. I don't remember what, it was something with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, the Ouya one though. You could have sent that into me. I would have used that for our intro. Yeah. That's like on par with what we the Ouya. I tr- I'm not familiar with the ooh yeah. You're not. What's the ooh yeah? Oh. It's like this. Wasn't it like an Android platform? It, it was yeah. this very cheap, like small little console. Oh, it was like a Zune. It a was Z- like the MP3 version. Yeah. It was like it's the, the Zune of gaming consoles, basically. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's yeah. a great one, Gabe. That's a really yeah. good intro. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, I have. I have an ooh yeah. I love it. Yeah. There you have it. Um, my second guest has gone from being the most reasonable one. To the non-reasonable one, that is Ooh. Ryan Scalf. I I have to ask, what hot take of mine offended you <laughs> to make you think that I'm no longer reasonable? I want to know. All it of them, was every take yeah. you ever had. I'm and actually also, surprised you thought I was reasonable in the first place. I actually <laughs> threw my phone whenever you tried to argue with the rest of the crew and say that there was an X2 and a Y2. Because I was like, no, there's not. Yeah. Oh, you did call me out on that. I appreciate that. I missed I missed all the X's and all the Y's. Yeah. And all the black and whites. And the sun and, and the sun moon. And moon. Dude. I miss like I dropped off look, after that. The last good the last really good Pokemon game was Diamond Pearl and Platinum. Period. Oh my gosh. Platinum was amazing. So good. Yeah. And I was super into Diamond and Pearl, which he never played. Still haven't uh, played. So I'm excited for him to play to this remake. Man, that was whenever I realized I was I was starting to get old. Whenever like black and white and black two and white two are coming out, and I realize like this ain't it, chief. But people, lo- these kids love this. Like, what am I missing out? And then I'm like, no, I'm just getting old. That's what the problem is. So there you we're have old. it. Yep, we're getting old. Yeah, yep. but yet you're friends with me somehow. So, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me. It's with uh, it's with regrets that we have to say that uh, necrophilia. Um, will not be. <laughs> wow. Will not be That's showing up. That's a great up, name. Uh, the callback. God rest Necrophilia. his soul. God rest his soul. Um, he wasn't the able. Crip boy. <laughs> the crip boy himself. <laughs> was I listened unable back to, to that episode. It. So for the listener, you have access to this probably now. Bastion's out, and in that episode, we drag Nick's name through the mud. And call him a necrophiliac. Who came up with necrophilia. I think Gabe came up with necro necrophiliac. Yeah, that was yeah. me. I That's think I call great. I initially called him a necrophiliac. Yeah, because the crypt thing. He's kind of into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's dark. Poor Nick. He's a dark man. Poor. Oh Nick. my god. Well, and it was one of those things too. We had lost connection. Like my my freaking internet right was so bad that other night. Um, or you know that that night I got I've since upgraded a little bit to a new router and they came out and fixed some stuff. Um, I'm sweet. Um, I'm holding out for that sweet, sweet Starlink though. 
Hopefully that'll be oh, coming yeah. in soon. But it was funny because we kept on bringing up the necrophilia every time it would go out. So it was like a solid like minute and a half of us just like asking <laughs> of us just like asking Nick like, so Nick, are you into that? And he was like, no, I'm not. And then like my internet would go out again. I'd be like, so Nick, are you're not into that, are you? And he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, definitely not. Like I could, and, you know, it was funny. And I try to and I try to tell people uh, the show's not scripted. <laughs> it's pretty scripted. Yeah. <laughs> just let's let's retell that joke. Again. Again, yes, exactly. Well, no, that's actually Ryan's department, right? Because Ryan's the one who actually writes the shows. Oh, the script writer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I write all the shows. Yeah, so. so how are we doing? If you think I'm unreasonable, it's all a play. Uh, <laughs> the only reason they're reasonable is because I give them those opinions to offer to you. Yeah, how am I doing this time? You're a little off, but okay, I'll, it's okay. I'll, we'll sh- make, I'll shape yeah, up. I'll, 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 I'll drink a little more... Uh, I'll drink a little more whiskey here. I'm, by Don't the way, go rogue on me. I won't go rogue. Don't worry. Um... There's you probably can't see it, but on my glass it says that's what I it just says yeah you definitely can't see it, but it says I, I dr- it says it says I drink and I know things so that's Ooh, that's what I do. Nice. Um, that's from uh, that's from uh, Game of Thrones. You are right. You would be correct. So there you have it. How did you know? That's that? what I do. I drink. Tyrion. I drink Tyrion and I Lannister. know. I drink and I know things. That's right. Okay, I have to say I'm sorry I'm about to derail all this, but I have this unique ability to where. Every time I watch a show or a movie, it might as well be the first time I ever watched that show or a movie because I retain no knowledge of really? any line, any plot point. I, it doesn't make That's sense. That's you so review in, video games. <laughs> <laughs> I take really good notes. He, he reads IGN's review right yeah. before recording. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. no, that's, yeah. that's good. That is good. I'm, I feel bad for you, though. Be- no, I enjoy it because every time I watch a Star Wars movie, I'm like, I had no idea that he's was his him. father. <laughs> what? <laughs> Ew. Wait, who's the guy with the mask? Ew. She's his sister. Oh, oh God, no. But still, but I didn't know I that when they first that. kissed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Their fault, it is right? not. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know. What are we? What are we drinking tonight, know. though, gentlemen? Uh, we were alluding to that a moment ago before we, you know, before Ryan. It's carbonated water with alcohol. <laughs> seltzers. We're seltzer boys. White today. Claw. So I'm a White huge Claw. seltzer fan, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to get off. Or just you know, greatly reduce my my soda intake. Um, diet soda, even zero you know zero zero sugar soda. Um, not diet, but like zero sugar brands. Even you know, I'm not I'm not going off of it completely, but you know, I'm trying to just wean myself because it's not good for you, right? Um, right. There has since been a you might have seen it. There is a. Do you guys drink regular seltzers or do you do? Like, do you drink regular sparkling water, or do you just do yeah, white? Yeah, coffee? I do Spindrift. Yeah. Spindrift. I do Spindrift. Okay, so I've turned into a Liquid Death fan. Um, Liquid I've Death. I've seen this on the internet. Yeah, it's it's. It, there's nothing special about it. It has cool branding. It's about a dollar twenty per can, um, but it's good. It's Mountain Water. It sounds bad. Yeah, no, it but it, it murders your thirst, right? So Liquid Death wow. murders your thirst. It has some of the most unique branding I've ever seen, but. It's really good. It's mountain water. Um, if you like Fiji water, that is, I think it's akin to that in my opinion. Um, but mm. so it's just straight up water in the can. Water in the can, but this, you know, this is the sparkling water. The black cans, the the, the sparkling. It feels like they're they're compensating for being carbonated water, right? When you're when you're leading with that, like metal, trying to yeah, like this isn't this this isn't European water. This is liquid metal. What like, does that say about consumers? Is that we're so threatened by seltzer water <laughs> that we need to black metal, yeah. liquid death. Yeah. So I have liquid death, and then my other uh, seltzer of choice these days. I'll show you. Or my sparkling water of choice. Can you guys hear my dogs barking? 
Just one bark. I okay, one yeah, I hope it's not too loud. I'll have to, I'll have to bark. Yeah, I'll have to yell at my wife to tell, get them to shut up. So, anyways. Br- bring them on. Bring them on. Let's see those on. dogs. What's he got to say? Yeah, the dogs are barking. So, not only do I have liquid death, but I also have my, my other uh, seltzer of choice, which is ugly. What? Yeah, ugly. I've never heard of this either. I've never heard of this. Dude, so this is Dr. Ugly. It's supposed to um, taste like Dr. Pepper. And the crazy thing is it kind of does. <laughs> so it, it has a flavor. It's, it's not just like yeah. Dr. So Pepper? It's, it's supposed to be like a... So here's this thing. Here's the thing. Whenever you like go off of soda for a while and you come back to it, you're like repulsed. You're like, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So... I kind of been transitioning to these flavored seltzers, you know, these soda flavored seltzers because I want to get off soda, you know, so I need to find some sort of alternative. So there's like a Mountain Dew one. There's like a Fruit Punch one. There's a Dr. Pepper one. And the more I drink them, the more I'm like, yeah, like I don't really miss soda that much. So there you have it. That's that's our that's our uh, our 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 seltzer bros segment for this episode. Yeah. I have one thing to say. We, we've jumped the shark when it comes to seltzers at this point. What I've seen today, it's official. It's We're in some many. weird territories for yeah. seltzers. Yeah, it's too many. Yeah, we once are. Costco, once Costco has their own seltzer, you know we're behind the trend now. <laughs> yeah. We, we bet. yeah, but their seltzers are pretty They're good. They're pretty good. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like 12 bucks for what, like 36? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a Costco close, but yeah, anyways. Oh. Ugly and liquid death. You got to try it. And I am drinking. You guys are drinking. You know, you're both drinking uh, White Claw. I am also drinking um, Woodford Double Oaked this evening. You've been so. doing. You've been drinking that on the other podcast too. I double you, you oaked. It, it looks you. double yeah. oaked. It's it, a very dark. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I like it. I, I, I think it might be a little overrated, but it is good. So take a sip of it for me. I want to see, see this. I want to see this. This. Uh, oh, there mm, we go. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's good. All right, yeah. It's yeah, nice yeah. and smooth. Yeah, I read his face. Yeah, it's about $50 like a bottle, so you can get some of that. Flex. All right, nice. that's enough of that. Yeah, I have so much money. Flex. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight, you ladies and gentlemen. how much and that, <laughs> that drink you're drinking is worth? You're freaking, you guys are drinking White Claws over there. That. You guys are you're, 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 you're poor boys over there. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So tonight we are reviewing Transistor. If you paid attention to our last review, um, here's the thing: if you're a fan of Game Club, which we just surpassed uh, like 1,200 downloads, I think, on Game Club, nice, which is nice. really special for me. Um, we don't promote this show at all, hardly ever. Uh, so that's just organic, you know, most of the time. And obviously, you all share your your um, you all share your your episodes and stuff. Or, you know, every once in a while I'll see one of you retweet an episode if I send something out, but that may just be general yeah. support in general. But either way, I really appreciate it, and we're we're super thankful to have all the all the listeners. And you know, if you want us to review a certain game, let us let us know. You know, we'll make it happen. But tonight, yeah. yep. we are continuing uh, the Super Giant Saga, as I mentioned before, with Transistor. So I'm going to read just a brief overview from Wikipedia. Um, this is like if you straight up if you Google transistor game, it comes up on the right. Obviously, ninety five percent of Google u- Google users like this game. It has an eighty six percent on Metacritic. It has a four point four out of five on the App Store, and it's worth noting that this game uh, came out in two thousand fourteen. 
So not that we use any of those, you know, scores as a, as a compass in any way. This is just what the professionals, quote-unquote, are saying. You know, this is wannabe critic productions, right? So this is what the description says. It says, Transistor is an action role-playing video game developed and published by Supergiant Games. The game was released in May 2014 for Microsoft Windows and PlayStation 4 and for OS X and Linux in October 2014 and iOS devices in June 2015. Transistor sold over 1 million copies. Croppies? <laughs> Transistor sold over 1 million copies across all platforms by December 2015. Now, 1 million copies... That's uh, in 2015. That's a lot for an indie game. I honestly, and I know I do a, a gaming show. I have no reference point for what that means. I, I know a million's a lot, right? That's I just multiply that by price, and I'm like, that's a lot of money. Sure, but is that good compared? Like, what's that compared to? So, okay, think about it this way: How would you compare uh, Final Fantasy to a? I mean, how much bigger do you think Final Fantasy is? Than Supergiant, Supergiant in its entirety. A lot bigger, not fairly though. I like I like Supergiant far yeah, more. I don't know Final why Fantasy. Final Fantasy is that big, but they're pretty big. So, you pick the one franchise that we do not like. So, and I think these numbers are pretty close. So, think of Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy sold seven million copies in like a weekend. Like Final Fantasy VII remake sold seven million copies its first weekend. Now, that's a mega hit. That may not be a great point of reference. But for an indie game that still not a lot of people really know about, yeah, a like two, yeah. a year a year later after when did Bastion come out? Twenty thirteen, right? Yeah. I'm actually shocked. One million does seem like a lot for this game because I I honestly I didn't I didn't even know who Supergiant was until they came out with um, Hades. Hades. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And they had another game after that. So Pyre, right. Pyre came after Transistor. So for me, you know, twenty. Okay, so Bastion came out in twenty eleven. This is a few years later, which is, you know, that's 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 a healthy development time, right? And to go such a different direction with their game, you know, people that had heard, you know, there are a few million, few million people that probably had heard about Bastion by this point, and Transistor comes out with a completely different direction, and the only accolades that this game has attached to it is, oh, that's the developer that did Bastion. Supergiant. Yeah. That's all they have to their name at this point. Right? So the fact that it was able to sell a million by 2015 is actually pretty impressive considered, you know, the audience, if you think about it. Um, Obviously, it definitely did well on Xbox because, you know, it, it did well on Xbox. It did well across all platforms, but... Obviously, I think Steam and Xbox were kind of the, th- the thing that was propelling that game into success uh, by that time just because of the success that the previous game had seen. I don't think Bastion came to PlayStation for a while. So, But anyways, um, composer is Darren Korb. Developers mm. are Supergiant and Confetti Inc. Um, designers, Greg Kasavin, Amir Rao. Publishers, Supergiant Games and Limited Run Games. Uh, it was nominated for best indie game in 2014 and as well as wow. yeah it was nominated for best indie game in 2014 best score in music and uh was nominated for a bafta in 20 in 2015 for performer so wow there you have Good it for them because this one's the from what i can tell usually the underrated one that people talk about like it's like oh you have to play transistor it's it wasn't as popular well and i in 2014 yeah Go ahead. Sorry. 2014 was a time when I didn't play much. Like this was like a, I was le- graduating college, moving, and 
I, I just missed it completely. Like when we brought this up, I was like, oh, I didn't really know this one existed. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad I got praise at the time because early, early spoiler, it deserves it. I am very yeah. like, I'm super picky with my uh, indie games in general. You especially are. Especially back then. Too picky. I, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I love indie games. You can attest to yep. like, I'm a big indie game guy, but um, I'm pretty quick to write something off. And this is a game that I may have actually seen and just written it off because it's not a style of game that I ever would have played. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad, you know, Gabe, you had this idea to do super giant games. I'm glad you've kind of made me do that because this is a whole genre that I feel like I was missing out on. And Transistor is a super good representation from what I've seen. I actually enjoyed this. Obviously, we talked in Bastion. I played like two hours of Bastion. Uh, I enjoyed this. The first two hours of this game, I enjoyed a lot more than my first two hours of Bastion. Really? Okay. Yeah. So that's that's interesting to me. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot to say. So I'm, I'm assuming we all like this game, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to text my wife really quick to tell them to shut up to my stinking dogs. Can you guys hear those dogs? Barely. Yeah, but they sound so cute. Yeah. They sound so I, cute. It's, it's so cute. heartwarming. Yeah. Bring them in there. Uh, it makes uh, you seem more human. You yeah. Know? They're, they're, they've been in here all day. <laughs> it's they, relatable. They're, they've been napping all day while I've been in here making stuff. And, you know, they're, they probably don't want to be in here now that my wife's home. But anyways, so Transistor is one of those things. Obviously, I, I touted myself as being a super big, super giant fan, right? Whenever we first did Bastion, and I let you guys know that mm-hmm. I was a big fan and only that I had played Bastion like 12 times or something like that. And I had flirted with this game for years, basically since it came out. I bought it day one when it came out, and I could never finish it for the simple reason that and I, and I like this game. The combat does not speak to me at all. Ooh, yeah. So it, it, it either hits or it doesn't, right? It, yeah, and that 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 is one of those things where I have to ask myself the question: like, is Supergiant so ahead of their time that literally we have not seen? You know, I can't recall a game ever that uses combat like this. No. To, I Not just, that I've ever played. Bush League Gaming just released a review of a game. I listened to it. Very similar to this. Yeah, I did so listen to that. Yeah, it's it's third it's third person though, so it's not the same. But it it's very similar. Like this. Uh, so here, actually, let's let's compare it to something that does has existed in the past. Fallout, Vats, Vats is a a time freeze mode where you can make quick decisions. Usually, it's just a shot, so it's not as uh, it, yeah, it's not as drawn out and detailed right. as this. But what this is, is it's a hybrid of turn-based somewhat, right? Where you kind of have this pause state where you can sit here and select moves. So, yeah, we haven't really seen anything and not much since, right? I mean, it it is pretty unique until this game that we just reviewed. Yeah, I mean, there was like a Tales game, I think, Tales of of something where you only had a certain amount of time. Yeah, something like that where you kind of only had a certain amount of time to, to make your move, right? And... So that's, but still, that's a JRPG. This is not a JRPG. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Like, let's, are, are we good to focus on the combat for a minute? Are you guys, are you guys let's good to it. start there? So, that's where I want to start. Yes. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that because obviously, the, the, how long did it take you guys to beat this? It took me like five hours 
in total. Yeah, just around five, six. Yeah, yeah maybe six or seven, seven or eight. I'm, yeah, I'm like twelve, but like four, yeah. fifteen. I'm bad. We'll at games. round down to six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's I low. Think, it's like it's the low yeah. single digits, which is nice because that's kind of how it's kind of how Bastion was, but a completely different play style. You know, obviously, mm-hmm. but if you wanna if you want to draw this game out to be seven eight hours long, you probably could. Um, there's a lot of nuggets of you know. Like, not Easter eggs, but there's a lot of explorable lore, you know, in the yeah. in the world. And we'll get to that in a minute. But as far as combat goes, you know, this is the polar opposite of Bastion. And that Bastion is a super fast, you know, like almost hack and slash type situation. You have some ranged combat as well. It's, it is it is an inferior version of Hades. Spoiler alert, I have been playing a lot of Hades. Not ready to talk about it yet. Ooh. Not ready to talk about it yet. Um, so... It is a lot like that, or, you know, it, Hades is a lot like that, but this is completely different. We have this, like, time management, tactical, cyberpunk-like, you know, and really their first flirtation with kind of using upgrades, right, and, like, kind of yes. using different yeah. mods to your weapons and stuff like that, which we had seen a little bit of that in Bastion, but not to this extent. Um, I remember watching the no clip, the no clip documentary, and I think one of the devel- developers, uh, Amir Rao, had said something like, most players only use, like, the first 30 combinations. Because this, this game is meant to be replayed, just like Hades is. Um, but most most uh, players would only get to, like, the first 15 or 20, like, combinations. So, you know, you could, you could take an ability and socket as the main socket, or you could use it as an right. attribute to the main socket. Yep. He's like, there's thousands of combinations, but most people oh, yeah. most people only get to the first, you know, 20 or so combinations. And there's some wacky stuff that you can do. Um, yeah. So I wanted to throw it to you guys. What was your experience kind of – and feel free to just kind of talk, talk, talk across the table and I'll insert myself right where I want to. But what was kind of your experience with the combat of this game? So the gameplay – the combat to me was by far the greatest thing about this game. Ooh. By far. I like that. Um, what? It, <laughs> I like that. Here's what okay. Here's what makes me so mad about so many other games. Um, I, let's like, what's a good example? Any really any like shooter looter, um, even um, Horizon Zero Dawn kind of did this, where you have like these weapons, and when you do an upgrade, you're doing like tons of tiny upgrades. Like, there's all those games where you can like meld weapons together and you get like four percent increase on accuracy two percent increase on damage you know one percent increase on luck or something silly incremental these tiny increments and that has always bothered me and almost every game that does stacking does that um i don't i don't understand it because it's almost like the increments are so small that you don't actually feel like you're getting better like obviously the enemies you're defeating are you know what higher health points but it doesn't feel any different than the lower health point battles because you didn't feel that improvement what i loved about this game is like every time you stack something it was this drastic function change to the weapon right so there's one weapon i guess we should just say that one weapon there's a sword and everything you unlock is just a function of that sword so all these different abilities that you can stack you like you said you have a primary and then two secondary slots um they were 
you know, hearing the developer talk about there's thousands of combinations, not only are there thousands of combinations, but there's thousands of combinations that all feel different. And I know there's overlap, sure, right? Like there's there are subtleties in a thousand different combinations, but I was like blown away by how well fleshed out the stacking was because I was like, oh, that, you know, like I'm almost there, right? I had like this weapon loadout and I'm like, I'm almost there. I kind of like this, but I think if I add this, it'll feel different. And it did, like there was so much adjustment you can make and it didn't, it wasn't like drawn out, you know, it, they didn't waste my time with it. Like up front, you're unlocking all these functions and you get to play with them right away. I just thought it was, um, that to me was the best thing this game had going for it. Everything else, which we'll get to was like pretty good, but I was, I was really impressed by the stacking because there's no other game that's doing it like that. Yeah. The there's impact to your changes. There's impact to your upgrades. Yeah. Cause I, I also get sick of the 2% buff here and 2% buff, whatever that is. I hate that. Yeah. And this one, you, it's a visual change. It's a gameplay change. You see these effects right there in front of you and this weird combination that you didn't think would do anything. And it does. So Gabe controversial here too. I also agree that the, the combat was fantastic in this game. And the problem is, is we won't see this type of combat often because it's not popular. It is very, it's siloed, you know, it's not to the masses and it bums me out because I do wish there were more games that explored this hybrid of, you know, turn-based slash not turn-based, but it's action dodgy, but it's not like this doesn't exist much in, in mainstream gaming. Yeah. This is what I'll say, I guess, about what Supergiant did with this game is um, how many times you play a game and you're like, oh, well, I would have done it this way. Supergiant is like those gamers that have played all these other games and are like, they're also pissed that they get these 2% increments. And they're also pissed that they have to, they get the same item 10 times. And then if they add them all together, they get like a little bit stronger of the same exact item. I'm going to stop you there. Hades does do some of this tiny buffs, right, Gabe? Uh, you've, you've played a little bit now. There, are, There is some of that, which bums me out because... It's and it's a slow progression, right? You're you're right. working your way through, so you have to do something like that. But I don't want to say they reverted to that traditional type of thing, because and that works for some games. It does. And one thing I wrote down here is that this the this upgrade system that was the building blocks for Hades, 100. percent Yeah. The way Hades, you can get these unique combos as you progress. 100. percent The Groots are right here in Transistor. It's almost and like I, I love it. It's almost like they took the gameplay of Bastion, made it a hundred times better, and then said. Hey, the positive feedback that we got on Transistor, we got to implement in Hades because that is going to be a killer game. And that's exactly what they did. Um, totally. But it kind of took like the dark aspect of Pyre. It's like Hades is this result of all three of their previous games coming together. Um, I, I do find it funny that you mentioned Horizon Zero Dawn because I, uh, Horizon was another game for a while that I flirted with where I was like, I just can't get into it. I don't like Aloy, you know? And um, I think those incremental things. I find myself saying, like, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't care about these different weaves. I'm literally going to go and use the equipment I have until literally <laughs> I, ha I have to upgrade my bow or I have to do something, you know, extravagant to my bow. And that's exactly what I did. Ryan. 
That's exactly I don't know what if I you did. Heard our rev- <laughs> did you hear our review of Horizon? Zero I did, Dawn? and I that's I that's what made me want to like be like call you the reasonable one because I was like, yeah, finally someone who actually like played Horizon Zero Dawn correctly. Um. Yeah, I used the same <laughs> bow the entire game. Correctly, yeah. the way the developers did not plan on you playing. Yeah, because to well, your credit, I mean, like their developers didn't create. They didn't create enough opportunities where I felt like I needed to upgrade. Well, and it did do and that. Yeah, it did do that thing for me. Of sorry, I'm, I I do really bad. I cut people off, and I'm sorry. I'm not no, Jacob dude, Bush. That's, that's, welcome do to Bushley Gaming. Yeah, welcome to Bushley. Um, we all cut. Each, we I, talk over each other. Yeah, I. I don't whenever, like Jacob talking. So <laughs> just keep talking over Gabe. Let's. He's when, gonna keep trying to get in. We just hop when, right in over. Uh, him. This is I, the Bushley Gaming I, podcast. Welcome to Bushley Gaming. Welcome Your source for ordinary opinions yeah, from ordinary. We're talking about transistor. No, I'm go gonna, ahead, Gabe. Thank you. No, I um. But uh, anyways, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Um, All right, go ahead, whenever I would get a new weave Did or you something. Hear that dog bark? Oh my god. <laughs> so oh, so god. sorry. Whenever okay, that was the last, last one. one. Horizon. Last one. Whenever I would get a new weave, I would check it out and be like, if it's if it's not, you know, like. See, like, gonna accommodate my playstyle? Then no, I'm not gonna do anything because I don't want to. The only time I ever made adjustments to my bow was like whenever something would literally—it's like, oh, this will, this will dismantle like a piece of the armor, right? That's the only time I ever change anything because that will do the job for any monster, like literally. So I found myself like whenever I was going for the platinum, I think I might have upgraded my bow twice, like whenever I was trying to get the plat. Um, I love that. That's it. That's all you need. But Transistor is one of those things where I found a combination towards the end of my first run where I was like, this can kill anything with like two hits. So I'm just going to use this. So, But I found myself like – it's so interesting the way they make you do it because if you make these like really god-tier, you know, like combinations, you might only get two. You probably won't – you probably will only get two combinations. So – the, the risk versus reward loop is awesome. That being said, you know, whenever you finish something, maybe you put something together and you thought, oh, this is going to be rad. Like, this is going to be legit. And then you take it into battle and it's like, wow, this is horrible. This was not, yeah. the, this was not the right decision. Like, I mixed my dog with, like, the, the love, uh, like, the, the turn friendly um, thing. So my dog was making everybody friendly. And guess what? When you make them friendly, you can't attack them. So literally, I was just stuck there for however long my dog Waiting. my dog was alive. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's subtlety, you know, all these changes, but they took the time to develop all of these different combinations. That's the thing that's impressive about the whole combat part of this game. Go ahead. So, but you didn't like it though, right? I'm, because I'm, you're praising it right now. So but it sounded like from the top you didn't like it from the beginning. The beginning of the game, I'm like, this is irritating. I'm not. I, I don't. I, I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Hmm. So once I finally started to kind of figure it out, and again, this is coming from someone who probably has tried to pick up this game over a dozen times. Super fascinated by the world. Super fascinated by the relationship between Red and you know the man, the sword, the, the man inside the transistor. Yeah, um, and, and kind of realizing like what what they're trying to say with that relationship, you know. Um, which we'll get to in imagery. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, super. Yeah, and it is. It is imagery. Um, I can't tell if you're making fun of me or if you're being a no, no, making fun of joke. the kid. being wise ass or, or what? No, I'm just kidding. Definitely that one. Yeah, no, the sword. <laughs> it was the comment about the sword where it's like, 
there's a relationship here, right? There is. But it's there's a sword. It's, right? a, it's just the sword. Yeah, he's it's just, just a sword. she's talking to a sword. So like it's like this weird uh I don't know. Like I I was invested by the end of it, but as I'm progressing through the story, I'm like She's just talking to a sword right now. Well, so like you don't you don't understand it either. At least I didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Well, for a while. I mean, whenever you walk up to the dead body for the first time and you see the sword embedded there, you have I mean, come on. You should be surmising like, "Oh, this is evidently yep. someone who's important." But I do have to admit, I never noticed the dead body the first time I played this game. I never noticed that the sword no. was embedded in someone who was dead and that's what was supposed to be happening was like, you know, and I do appreciate Supergiant because in two of their games in two of their games now, what what's happening? What's wrong? I didn't realize so the No no no, yeah, that makes sense because based off the end. I, for most of the game I didn't realize that that dead body at the beginning was the guy in the sword? Was the guy in the sword. That's, I thought the that's sword, like the whole plot. I thought the sword was just <laughs> sentient. Which leads me to my other argument. That's why the gameplay was the best part about this game. You didn't like the plot. The world wasn't like Hmm. The world was not compelling to me. I love the art. Whoever did that art uh, did an incredible job. It's a beautiful game. Um, the landscapes are really cool, but I don't know. I know they were like they were cr- trying to make a short game, but it was it was not one that I cared about. It was I really the main plot points were not that interesting to me. Uh, there were a few funny comments by the sword when he's talking. Yeah. And that's about it. Other than that, I feel like I honestly would have rather there's just been music the whole game. Wow. And like no explanation. I, so I like the story on. more than that. I, I do too. Here. To me, the, the plot, the world, everything else made me want to finish this game. And we'll get to kind of the bigger the bigger implications or our interpretations of what those implications could be. Because there's a metaphor for what's happening to the world. Like there's something deep there. And to me, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks when I finished this. And we'll, we'll get to it. We're, we're still on combat. I, I want to take a second to talk about how whenever you're trying to make your decision, Ashley Barrett, you know, whatever song is playing, Ashley Barrett transitions mm. to humming that tune. Mm, you know, yeah. like she's in her own head. She's, she's trying to figure out what she wants to do. You know, Red is making that decision of what she wants to do. And, you know... uh the sword might, you know, the transistor might make a comment about something happened. Like, you know, for instance, like if I was to use breach like five times in a row and even if something like if an enemy pissed me off enough, I would use breach until like if it was the last enemy, I would go completely out, like use all my, all my possible things. It's like, you have been freaking ruining my experience here. So even whenever I would say overkill and she's all, ha, 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 you know, and like the transistor would be like, He's like, God, Red, like, you know, take it easier or whatever he would say. You know, to me, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm a redhead. You know what I mean? Um, but there were so many little details that were transitioned to Transistor uh, from Bastion because anytime, you know, and they really played into Logan Logan Cunningham, his, his, uh, his voiceover, kind of a similar thing there where in, tra- in Bastion – you do something small that could trigger that audio, it would happen. Same thing in Transistor. If something happened to where an enemy was giving you a hard time, you know, he's constantly narrating what's going to be happening, right? Or he's narrating something that, that seems significant. And I like that they kept that detail a lot and that it was the same actor that I had already kind of grown accustomed to hearing 
before. Um, I wanted to read the definition. Do you guys even know what a transistor is? Engineer? Like electronically? Yeah. It's just like for converting energy, right? Yeah, so a transistor is a semiconductor device used to amplify or switch electronic signals and electrical power. Transistors are one of the basic building blocks of modern electronics. It is composed of semiconductor material, usually with at least three terminals for connection to an external circuit. So they literally took that idea and made it palatable with the sword to where, like, if you actually looked up the, de the definition of a transistor, you could kind of make sense of it. And that was one detail that I personally appreciated. I was like, oh, wow. Like, they actually took that That's into account. Cool. I, haven't, I haven't thought about that enough. There, I there's bet so you many details of the 1 million yeah, people who bought this game in 2014 to 2015, I bet you 0.0001% <laughs> of the people know that, though. Yeah, well, I mean, come on. Like, for me... You, you have a no. name. You have that a name. One. Transistor. <laughs> like for me, I thought it was like, well, tra aren't transistors radios? Which are they? You know, there was a transistor radio. Like that's that's yeah. a thing. So, but yeah. I never really understood what a transistor even was. So, to kind of see that, you know, tra is there is there symbolism to the name Bastion? I don't know. <laughs> that's a good question. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious right now. <laughs> there might be. I mean, a bastion is a place of refuge. So. Yeah, I'm just like you're saying all this stuff, yeah. and I'm like, Hades. But what does Hades mean? Pirate. Well, it's it's about the. <laughs> it's about the underworld, Ryan. <laughs> he got me. He yeah. got me. Uh, um, what's a pyre? Did you guys I can't wait to see what a pyre is? Did you guys right. take time to actually uh, like try and play in real time? Did you try and do that ever? Because you, like, you, you, you can you can without like pausing the game. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you have to like delay I recharge, only right? paused like when I had to. No, no, Same. no. Yeah. 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 No. Did you actually attack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is this weird? Gotcha. Well, no, I just like I must have had my setup really weird because every time I tried to do that, I would usually die. Oh, no, no. I would only use it. I used it sparingly when I needed it. I like every encounter. I would probably use it like two to three times. Same. Until I finish that encounter, but most of that time I'm it's unfrozen and I'm fighting like crazy. Are you serious? So were you just yeah. dodging and like running or running away the whole time? I the played whole time. it like I essentially played. Okay, that's that's interesting because I played it like you played Bastion. Um, the pause aspect was cool. It was a great aspect, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it wasn't the main form of combat for me. Dude. And, and it sounds like it was for you. I, that's literally. I like it. Maybe, maybe that's why for so long. Because I would be like, oh, man, I have this thing set up weird. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. But in a way, that kind of speaks to the level of, like, creativity and design in that you guys were able to play a completely different way than I played and still were able to not only finish the game – but you were able to like have a, an enjoyable time with it. Whereas yeah. for me, yeah. I was like, I was tactical all the way, which would make sense. You know, the, the developers, you know, they're, they have a command and conquer heritage, so it would make sense for them. Yeah. So the, the, the developers from super giant, um, the, the lead, uh, the lead, I did not know this. Yeah. So the designers, Amir and Craig, Amir around Greg Kasavin, they worked on the command and conquer series. Um, 
Interesting. So they yeah. came from that that world first. Which that's an RTS, right? Yes. Uh, I, okay. Which I'm, I'm more of an Age of Empires kind of guy. Yeah. Nerd. No, I'm just kidding. The worst. Um, and then maybe the please play some game. Civilization, and then I can <laughs> dust off my pocket protector. Yeah. Look at you go, nerd. No. Um, wow. I I think the the combat in this game, objectively, I think is good. It's just not for me. Like. I think a lot of people would probably approach this game and probably really enjoy that. How do you guys feel about that? It's polarizing. I feel like, okay, I feel like you you saw this change. Okay, maybe I'm reading too much into this game. Read it. I think because you love Bastion so much, you saw this this transition into Transistor, and you saw a new feature in the combat that you thought was the core of combat because you had this experience with Bastion that didn't have that. Yeah. So you were like, oh, this must be how you play. I I didn't play that much Bastion. So I went in playing like you played Bastion and it was just this little feature I would activate only every once in a while. And so that's what forced me to use um, a lot of the different weapons and I wanted to make this comment because you were saying like you found this combination. I would love to hear what your combination was. That was just like, you could spam the crap out of it because I found that if I made a really top heavy loadout, like if one um, function was really, really supported with like the best other functions, when you die, you know, you lose that function Mm -hmm. and you, you can't use any of those three. So you would have it forced you to not create this uber loadout at the risk of losing all of those functions at once. And so what I would do, and because I was doing more real time combat, was I had to like, yeah, I know this is incredible combat or this is an incredible like combination, but I have to mix in some other aspects because I can't afford to lose all three of these at once. Mm. And it made this like really cool experience. I felt that was, um, I super challenging really pissed me off a lot of the time. Like this is a super frustrating game sometimes because like I hated that you could lose functions. Yeah. Um, but that's what, that was kind of the magic of what, um, I think they were going for. Yeah. I second that. that that's, I would say this, the combat here is deep and it can be polarizing because I do think that some people will get into this and be like, not for me. If I, yeah, if you found a combo where you could spam, I, I wouldn't have enjoyed this game at all because like I said, the com- the combat was the best part and I didn't really enjoy the story aspects. Yeah. It wasn't a thing of you can spam it. It's a thing of you can use this twice and it does massive damage and you had better have a game plan of how you're going to stay away. So I use mm-hmm. the explosion yeah. The ex- like it was like a it was like a big explosion where she like swipes her sword up she's like ah you know with with her sword up so it was the explosion with like the multiplier so it would like branch off with the void effect so doing those three together would take like five or six hundred damage that's like it's load with bounce no load load that. with it was the one that had like the three like little spark yeah spark. Yeah, yeah three yeah so then, load spark and then void i think it was what it was called okay um interesting i, See, I was close that. to here i was close to that i used spark with load and crash that was my go-to i that's exactly what i used was it? and i loved it yeah because it, it throws out these and then it's a stunning it's over. a stunning explosive effect it yeah. also slows them down but it's funny these combos uh, this the combat is 
deep here. It really yeah. is. It is. And like, I, Some when of I was, the deepest I've ever experienced. When I was referencing the game that I just played that has similar combat mechanics, it's it's uh, lost and random. And my big critique of the game is that it wasn't deep enough, where I feel like Transistor was deep enough. Yeah. So I think it's if you're going to do this odd combat style, this unique combat style, you have to really commit to it and really go deep because – it needs to it needs to have like that end game where it feels satisfactory. Yeah. That's the big thing with with Transistor is that by the end of the game I was like, yes, this is my build and I know exactly what I need to do with this one and this one these different functions, I know when to play them. So, I don't know. I I love the gameplay. I with all that said, again, we're working up towards Hades here. I do like that they transitioned back to the more the Bastion lead and they took these upgrade elements and put them in a Bastion forward combat system. It's almost like they revamped Bastion and then took all the best things that like this game could do and like just dropped it on top of Hades, but like also made that better. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that one eventually. Um, can't wait. I, I can't wait to talk about Pyre, too. That's going to be a I fun one. That's going to be a fun one. Hades, yeah, but I'm excited, too. Game Pass with your new Xbox. I had no interest until actually you brought up the super giant thing and i played transistor honestly i had no interest in hades and now i can't Gabe, to play it ryan doesn't play isometric games he does not I, like this type I, of game. they drive me insane i don't know what it is but i've what? had i've struggled in the past too but i do have to say anything super giant i've i've owned all the super giant games on multiple platforms and like like i said I, i'm slowly working my way through them but i just i believe in the studio that much so um let's transition a little bit here we, we've talked the gameplay to death and good god is it already 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 almost been an hour i'm sorry gentlemen but it's oh, gonna no. it's gonna be a while oh, before this one's done <laughs> um so kill me smalls so let's tra- <laughs> let's transition to you know general world building as well as characters and just the general lore of the world um, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys first. Cause I understand for Ryan, this is kind of a weaker point. Um, you know, this aspect of the game. So you guys do your thing and then I'll, I'll give mine at the end and we'll try and kind of streamline this from here on out. I mean, I feel like I've really said most of what I felt. I, the characters were uninteresting to me. Um, they had a lot of opportunities, like little features you could find to read or like hear in, in, a, in additional dialogue. I found those pretty uninteresting up front, so I kind of stopped listening to them uh, for the rest of the game. Probably the first, like, several hours I tried to find those, and then after that I was just like, there's not really a character here that grabs me. The villains aren't that cool. Um, I don't know. That was like the the characters were probably the weakest part. The story wasn't that compelling to me. So let me ask you. When and this this I might be showing how dumb I am. When did you realize that the sword was taking on those people? Right away. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm dumb. That's uh, that's established. I did not realize that. Maybe it took me like two or three, like captures or whatever it's called. Because you didn't notice like you can literally pause and there's a menu of each function in the character that it applies to in like their backstory yeah but i didn't so i read a bunch of those gave like i i feel like i gave this game a good shot as far as like the writing goes uh dialogue the main dialogue was pretty good i just the secondary stuff although the writing might have been good it was just so uninteresting like it wasn't I didn't care what this guy's backstory was is that a burden of the genre though where it's like it's it's not 
acted. Like it's just text you're reading with voice acting, but it's not act. You're not seeing character and, and facial emotion. You're not seeing the typical cues that you need for like drama. I'm curious because you don't you don't play this genre typically. Well, but I do like to read. And so, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, like, for some reason, this game keeps coming up. I read all additional content. Like, I believed in that world. And so I read everything. And I thought, like, the little uh, journals and diaries they had in the world were, were awesome and really well fleshed out of, like, what it would feel like to experience this. What bothered me about this is, like, their world is ending. And people are, like, casually talking, like, what are we going to do next? I don't really know, but so-and-so says this is what we should do. And it's like this just very monotone voices that it's like they're not at, they don't themselves believe that the world is ending. You know what I mean? That's what really bothered me. Mm. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I don't have, go ahead, go ahead, Gabe. No, no, please you go first and I'll say what I have to say. I don't have as much critique for the story. I don't have much praise either though. It was fine. Like again, the gameplay, the gameplay was my favorite part about this game. Um, the emotional love connection, whatever it is, uh, it was fine. Like uh, we can, I'm sure spoiler will discuss it, but the end it was like, okay, that's impactful, but still um, the disembodiment oddly made me disconnected from all of the characters in the game. Right. We're talking to swords. We're talking to text logs. We're never really seeing people other than the villains in this game. So that like kind of disassociated from really empathy and, and, and sort of things like that with the, cause it, it felt like I was talking to computers now they're transistor. They're in this transistor, whatever it is. I still don't understand fully what it is, but they are, <laughs> they're disembodied and they're now just, they're semiconductors. <laughs> <laughs> so based off Gabe's definition, they are going in my next iPhone basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, Gabe. It you know I have nothing really. I'm pretty neutral on the story. Ending was cool. I I love a, a twisty ending, but whatever. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I differ for you guys because I I very much kind of like gameplay is great. Like if I'm gonna play Call of Duty or a gameplay heavy game, right? I, I I'm in it for the experience overall. So I might be more in, attuned to certain things. I I don't know if that's a thing. But for me, I saw this as a message of, like, technology is taking over the world. And at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters, at least to Red, is being with the person she loves. And she only knows of one way to be with the person that she loves. And because it's like, you know, at the end of the game, spoilers, heavy spoilers for Transistor. At the end of the game, Red has the opportunity to completely rebuild the, the world as she sees fit. Right. And she can have the the guy in the sword with her. Right. She can have him with her along because he's, he's asking. He's like, what are you going to do first? Are you going to rebuild this first? So then, you know, with super giant games, there's always kind of something going on that they're not letting on. Like there, nothing isn't quite as it seems, you know, until you get to the end. And, you know, with Bastion, it was, hey, everything you just did, you can either erase it and make it cyclical or you can try and figure it out. Right. And in, in this, in this game, we're kind of presented, presented with the same type of ultimatum. It's like, Hey, where we don't get a choice. It's like, Hey, no, I don't want to be a part of this world. Like I, I don't want to be a part of this world unless it's with you and really with you. So 
to me, like that's a pretty strong uh, message, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as someone, you know, I'm, I'm going on five years of being married, obviously, and I I was shocked at the end of this game. I was completely blown away um, by the narrative decision to effectively kill Red at the end of this game. Um, and even as she's doing it, you know, like the guy in the transistor, he's like, don't you do it. He's like, he's like telling her not to because she is literally what is going to make a difference. But for her, it's like, no, I don't want to do anything unless it's really with you. Is it any listening to you? Is it of, was this an extremely selfish decision? Yeah. It's kind of like, have you guys played the last of us? No. Hmm. Uh-uh. Oh, Someday. God. No spoilers, bro. We've been planning on playing. Too many zombies. Yeah, <laughs> they're not <laughs> too scary. They're not zombies. They're clickers. Um, too many fungal you know, infected. Uh, what here's, is that game here, grounded? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is it selfish? Yes. And that is what makes that decision and makes it so inherently human. Is that that mm. is the human decision to make. That is not the rational, computer-generated decision to make that is the human thing humans are selfish hot take and if you think we're yeah, not if you think we're not no, i agree with you we are because if it comes down to your loved ones being at risk versus my loved ones being at risk someone's gonna die that's what's happening true yeah no yeah it's so like i said the ending is where the story came together for me where i was like yeah. i like the sacrificial love story i do like that it's everything in between didn't matter much that's right? exactly we, we what i was went, about to say yeah Okay, sorry. Yeah, we could have went straight to the end, and I'd have been just as happy if we didn't have any of the filler in the between. And I do think there were opportunities, right? You know, the the additional login trees and stuff like that. I even popped a trophy for being able to like I access like ten or fifteen of them or something like that. I didn't care because I got all the narrative I needed from the optional walkways. It's like, hey, you want to go check that place out? Like, I think at one point she had to go like go to the bathroom, and she's like flirting with the sword, right? Like, which it kind of adds a more mature element to the game a little bit in that. Like, he's watching her, he's watching her, and, like, she's kind of, like, putting it out there, you know? But he can't do anything, right? And, like, that was kind of, I don't know, like, that was oddly romantic in a way. Um, but still, like, the the sword could be off-putting. Once you realize that he is trapped inside there and he can't do anything, um, it opens up a lot of opportunities for for storytelling, in my opinion. Did you guys, did I dip there for a second? You did, but, but I, I think I think yeah. I, yeah, okay, I cool. You said. Yeah. I think I think just the whole sword thing. It just literally the physicality of these two separate entities is what threw me off. Yeah. Whether it was written well or not, me being too stupid to understand that there's a real guy in there um, that she had a relationship with. I do appreciate, Gabe. I do appreciate your points because I think you're right. I think overall this was the ideal was there of like. A good story but I do think you we talk about this all, all the time the worst thing a game can do is overstay its welcome mm-hmm. yeah and while gameplay wise at the end of this what six seven eight twelve hours um, I didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome but no. by the story I was like I was prepared to never hear another character talk and so at the end, I agree. The end was great. Like her, the way she sat next to his body and, 
you know, I, I recognize that area because I knew that that was the guy in the sword, which <laughs> I felt like was kind of on the nose, but apparently not. I was Jacob. watching The Bachelorette while I started playing. There you go. Uh, but that ending I, I thought was cool. Like, that was a really cool way to wrap things up. But like I said, it just it just overstated to welcome. I was like, I, I couldn't tell you a single name of any villain. I forgot Red's name until you brought it up. Honestly, it's like with if I can't even tell you the name of the faces, like that's a problem yeah. in the writing. I feel like. Well, and I think. Ooh, ooh, hold on, can we? Oh, sorry. No. Quick, quick thing on the voices. And I can quick. name all the functions. Before we quick them, thing. Before we oh, get ahead, to the yeah. voices, can we take? A, you guys want to take a, just like a, a brief break, and then we'll we'll come back to the voices. Let's do it. Okay, really fast. So ready the voices. I, I want I want Jacob to continue. Does everyone feel better? I feel a lot better. I feel great. I was fine. Refreshed. Yeah. yeah. So the voices. There is one voice in this game, and I'm sorry. There's a voice actor who does a lot of this stuff for Supergiant Games. What's his name? Logan Cunningham. Hmm. Yeah. Is that he, the guy that did the sword? Was that the guy that did the sword? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he do Royce great by voice. chance? Rux. Was it Royce? Rux? No, Royce. The, the villain Rux. in this game. No, the villain in this game. That was from the last game. Oh, Royce the at the very end? The, the bad guy. Yeah, the main big bad guy. I doubt <clears> it. <throat> Nonetheless, this voice actor was definitely going for a Heath Ledger Joker voice. Like, I've never I've never been taken out of a game more. Oh my gosh. When I am You're so right. When I'm listening and it's just the Joker from The Dark Knight. Like oh. it is Heath Ledger's Joker. And it's rare that I can compare a voice actor to a reference point like that. But if you go back and play this game, think about that. It completely will take you out. That's the voice actor. I didn't get Heath Ledger. I more got the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Some very uh, some call me a terrorist. I consider myself a teacher. <laughs> wow, <laughs> big fan of Iron Man yeah. two here or Iron Man two or three? Is that three? I mean, I, I just I, picture. I, I've seen it a few times. You know, I'm picturing Heath Ledger like licking his lip. He was always like, yes. "If you knew, yes, where I came from, yes, <laughs> yes." So, anyways, I, I don't have much about the voice acting. Again, Supergiant Games, it's it's really good. It's I always am amazed by how many different voices one guy can do. The but voices were good, and the singing was great. Ashley Ashley Barrett, right? Yep, Ashley Barrett. Yeah. She did a phenomenal job. That was a cool. I feel like they splurged on that, which was weird, but it, I ended up really appreciating. Well, splurge splurge in what way? I don't know, like. It just felt like really well done, like yeah. more than it needed to be. Yeah. And so it was like, yeah, that was one area where I just really well, enjoyed it. Red's a famous singer in that world. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So they nailed that. It was interesting how they made that kind of one of the anchors of, of this game. Um, I found the spine boss to be very underwhelming. Um, all of the bosses were very underwhelming yeah. and yeah. non-memorable. Does that necessarily play into a big part for me? No, because the precedent has been set with Bastion in that I didn't remember much of the bosses. I remember the bowl, and, and that's about it from Bastion. Um, So, to me, 
it doesn't really hold a lot of sway just in terms of boss battles. But it also takes points away for me because the lore isn't nearly as cool. Um, and it's frustrating. It's frustrating to try and understand what's going on. Hmm. So they don't really hit you over the head with it until you're about 75% done with the game and that, oh, like technology is taking, you know, taking over this world and is literally like hitting the backspace button on things that should be there that aren't. Um, and, you know, that like, we've already kind of talked about the the potential deeper meaning there. But um, it kind of went over my head, by the way. You you said you were going to enlighten me on that. And I didn't. Did you connect those dots during it? Because I didn't. The technology is taking over. Um, it, it felt like a general story of technology well, like, getting like out I of said, control. Like I said, it definitely felt like the world was ending. Like that was the story they were building up. But it was too casual. Like, too casually written about and acted about. Like, there was no urgency um, that I felt from any of the characters. Yeah, the sword, the swords was never urgent, I felt like, either. It was very, like, he, this is just the he's reality intent, situation. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. is He's not concerned about the world. He's concerned about Red. He's yeah. concerned. That's what I'm saying. Is And, I, and I, I do have to say, like, I get where you guys are coming from, and this makes a lot of sense. Maybe it's because I've spent so much time with this game over the years, the first half of it at least, Played up to at least 50% of this game multiple times. And <laughs> he is only concerned with keeping Red alive. That is the only thing yeah. that matters to him. Sure. And at the end of the day, it turns out she's just as in, as in love with him as he was in love with her. So kind of that, that human relationship, um, you know, on the polar opposite of the non-human, you know. And now mm. to me it speaks even more because I grew up with – I grew up with social media. Right. So for me, that type of stuff, I'm very sensitive to that type of storytelling and that it's all it's all fake. You know, I, I it blows my mind that guys a few years younger than me, four or five years younger than me, can't go up to a girl and ask her for her phone number. He has to message her on Instagram or hit her up on Twitter or do whatever. It's like I was telling a friend of mine, I'm like, dude, if you like a girl, take her out to lunch. Ask her if she wants to go out to lunch. If she's weird about it, she's not the one. I promise. Like, yeah, man, we are, she doesn't we're want. To, she we're, doesn't want the sword. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sword. So, like, I, as you, as you're explaining this to me again, I'm, I'm a little slow here. It does make sense. This, this technology thing, this point does make sense to me. I don't know what it is about this genre or medium that I. Maybe it's because I'm playing on the Switch. It's a little less, you know, um, I'm a little less maybe engaged or fully immersed in it. But I, I don't actually look for a deeper meaning with some of these stories. That's why the ending hit me so like, whoa, they they went there. So I don't know. I, I appreciate. I again, games are cool. I appreciate that there's a vision here and that. It was lost on me for some reason. It hit you. But now that I see it retrospective, I appreciate the game more. That's kind of – I have a, a more appreciation after it being told to me even. But at and the same again, time – I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I'm okay being explained to you. Like I, I understand sometimes I things I miss things in games. I'm, I may drift off and watch, you know – what the bachelor kissed this new guy and i'm like super into that what, the bachelor kissed the new guy <laughs> hey they're getting more progressive you'll we'll see we'll see yeah. <laughs> interesting i um yeah no i i get it and and it is one of those things like there's no way i could play this game on switch and try and get the same impact i think to play with headphones to play with sound 
Mm, I, I played always. with Switch yeah. um, without headphones. So that's something, but with sound on. That's something I'm learning with, with Supergiant where you should not play these games without sound. Yeah. And yeah. that is one of those things. Like whenever I'm playing my Switch, like if I'm going to play Breath of the Wild or something like Fire Emblem or whatever, I have to listen to it. But most of the time, volume is down on that bad boy and I'm watching TV. So yeah. whereas Transistor, I think really is meant to be – it can be enjoyed kind of as more of a casual experience. But I think it's meant to be played like, you know, like, like you would play – Hades, you know, where you're trying to really you're hyper focused on what's happening, mm. and I think that's something like the 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 writing isn't lost. I think it, it's just the game serves multiple purposes, and I think that's something they talked about in the documentary too, where you know people making the transition from Bastion and it being completely different. Um, mm -hmm. Super interesting. So I would argue, yeah, it, and you might be right. I I tried. I honestly tried to listen to as much as I could. Um, and maybe, honestly, maybe that's where Hades went right because I care about those gods. We know their stories, a lot of them, or they they are characters that like are already fleshed out and they have these like deep histories. And so, um, I haven't played Hades yet, but I love Greek mythology and just history in general. I'm like super excited to see what they do with a lot of those characters. Those are characters I care about. That's probably a story that I could believe in and like want to see the end of um if transistor had like just ended i would have felt good because the gameplay was that great in my opinion um they ended up having a good ending but everything in between like we said was just lost on me yeah yeah i think we've touched on the main points for this game um the main things i personally wanted to talk about that being kind of the world and the story and things that have happened as well as the gameplay, is there anything that you guys would like to particularly? And obviously, we talked about the music. Like the music goes without saying, it's incredible. Like it's great. It's yeah. so good. The sound design. It's it's, it's a beautiful it, game. Every time you you listen to a sound that's made in these super giant games, Darren Corb has his hands in the music. Everything. He's the director for sound in general. So that's always kind of cool because it's like you know I talked to the guy, like I interviewed him, and it's like now you feel different about whenever you experience something in the game it's like oh like darren corb designed that that's rad you know it's it's different but sure. i think it would have only gotten to that point for me because i genuinely was a fan of the first game in such a big way so what points are there that you guys want to talk about that we didn't quite quite get is there anything that i missed oh i feel like you nailed all of them the the only one thing i have to say and it's present in bastion in this game Default movement speed is too slow. Infuriating. And, yeah. And I ended up doing that little twirly sword thing just because I was bored and I was sick of walking so much. But man, Supergiant really leans into very slow paced. And they fix it in Hades, in my opinion. You can sit here and do this dodge, and your dodge gets better, and you can just sit here and, and, and dodge through everything. But that's the only thing I wanted to bring up is that. The pacing as far as movement speed between Bastion and Transistor was consistent, consistently, consistently slow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and the art, the art is beautiful. I think this is a beautiful game. It is. Yep. It is. I think it – I don't want to say it's Bastion – or I'm sorry. I don't want to say it's Supergiant's 
best looking game because I think that's probably going to end up being Pyre. Oh, um, I'm excited. Did you buy it yet? Not yet. I bought it. Oh, it, maybe I did. Oh, I did buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super rad so far. Um, and I've not touched Pyre. I remember, I remember sent kind of a similar thing. Pyre came out in like 2016. I was dating my wife at the time. And I was like, I just remember seeing that same thing from the creators of Bastion and Transi- Transistor. You don't put two titles like that and, unless they've been successful. So mm. kind of that same thing of like, oh, this looks rad. What is this? You know, and it, it being completely different. And Logan, Logan Cunningham describes Pyre as being a uh, like Quidditch meets NBA Jam. I so I saw the trailer for it. and I was like, "What is this game? It looks like a sports game." Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, so it's like you're performing like a ritual of some sort, um, in in Pyre, and yeah, we'll just have to wait. We'll have to wait to get to it. That, that'll that'll whet your appetites, ladies and gentlemen, for next time. Tune in. Yeah, Can't tune wait. in. Make sure you listen. In hey, six quick months. thing, Gabe. Do you want to hear? Uh, so Nick also played this. I got a text from him, brief text of his uh, of his take on it. You want to hear it? Absolutely. Nick says, I loved the art. I loved the theme. I loved the story. I loved the music. I loved the main character. I really did not enjoy the gameplay mechanics. <laughs> That's it. That's all he sent. Okay. So just an example, another example that the gameplay is polarizing. It it's is. pretty that niche. Is. I had sure. to learn to love it. Like, and I, I'm sorry. I had to learn to be okay with it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I still don't love it. I'll probably never play this game again. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, same. I probably won't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm glad the time I did spend with it over the past six, seven, eight years at this point now. Um, it's been. It was a really cool moment. Whenever I finished the game, and I was like, "Oh my god, how have I gone this long without being spoiled on what happens?" Like as yeah. a as a person who's very much kept in touch with everything Supergiant, I've always rooted for them when they've had something come out. And it's like, wow, that's crazy. So. But yeah, I think that uh, that about wraps up our review, gentlemen. Um, as you know, scoring for Wannabe Critic Productions is, I believe, a little bit different than Bush League. But we have mm. we have retracted our decimal rule. So if you want to give this game a decimal score, you may. Well, you retracted that? Well, wow, no, you I are... have to give it a decimal. Well, hold on. There, there was a high horse here, and you were riding it pretty, pretty strong about this decimal thing. Well, when did this get retracted? So I... I will not give it a decimal score, but um, my 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 fellow co-hosts, uh, I just I got sick of them complaining about it. Um, is is truly the the nice. the, uh, the the truth of the matter? So for me, I I will never give a game a decimal score ever. Um, I know exactly what I'm giving this game. I do too. That's that's fine. I'm so ready for it. I hate you. You want to say it on? You want to say it on 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 one two three? One, two, three. Seven point three two four five six. Seven point five. There was no limit on the decimal. I just want to point that out. That's true. He didn't put it on there. Yeah. What is your score? I was about seven point five. Nice. Yeah. So here, Gabe, real quick, I thought about this after listening back to the Bastion episode. We gave Bastion a seven. In the end, I enjoyed this more than Bastion. I did. I enjoyed this more than Bastion. Wow. I. I think the – I again, rem, 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 reminding the viewer listener here, I didn't – the Bastion story didn't connect with me, right? I didn't have a personal association with it. 
So I'm just comparing mainly on gameplay mechanics, and I like the gameplay a little bit more where this is a, this falls in a 7.5 for me. Ryan, you anything to add? do you have anything to add to that? No, I feel like I've spoken my piece. Great gameplay. And uh, if this is a 7.5, I can't wait to see what Hades is. Or Pyre. You already know my score. That's a 10. You're a, you're a Hades shill, and I'll hear nothing of it. I love um, Hades. He, is. he can't go back to any of the games. Guess what, though? I'm already I'm really nervous about this. Gabe's going to be like, Hades isn't that good. He's he's gonna come in with this hot take. Me and Gabe are gonna experience the games in the order they came out, and you'll never get to do that. Oh, You're right. shots fired! You're right, and I can You're tell right. you 100. percent Even from when I've played so far, even I can recognize in the three or four or five hours I've played so far, Hades is not overrated. Um, oh, nice. Okay, good. It's not. Okay, thank you for having hot, hot takes. It, it's it very rarely like you think about a game like The Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two, which I love those games, um, but not for the reason that they're in, like not for the reasons that they're like oh this is fun to like go through this. No, that's not what it is. Hades is genuinely fun to play. It's so fun, and it still has like a personality, and that's amazing. And the fact that it's like beating Last of Us Part Two in some areas is like huge, um, but I, I do think it's infinitely more fun um, to <laughs> try and escape the underworld, you know. So, uh, so then what's your score, Transistor? So Ooh. for Transistor, all things considered, even though I I did not like the gameplay, I go into a game for an experience. So if I'm there to experience sadness, or I'm supposed to try and you know feel. I try and feel whatever the creator of the game was trying to, you know, go go for with whatever the developer was was trying to perpetuate. That's what I'm trying to put myself in the in the realm of, you know. With God of War, it was right on the right on the nose. It was like, oh, I get this, you know. And I feel like I don't know. I connected with this game a, a lot, you know, kind of growing up in a digital age, um, and I, I think the metaphor is pretty awesome. Uh, across the board, the gameplay is just not not my favorite, but I don't hate it. I I came around to it towards the end, but it's also one of those things where I think objectively it is replayable, and I think for the audience that will find it enjoyable, it's going to be like up there for them. I, I do think this is kind of for like the Fallout players, like the old school Fallout players, you know, of yesteryear. I do think this is. In some cases, I think it's for people who love strategy games and tactics games because it can be played like that. Um, in its entirety, it can be played like that. So there's so many things that come into play for me and my score. And there's a little bit of the wannabe in there, you know, of wanting to try and take this game seriously and, you know, try and do whatever. And there's a little bit of personal bias. But I think overall, I'm going to give this game an 8. I'm going to give it the same score I gave Bastion. Um... Simply because you wanted, to give it a seven, you wanted to give it a seven point five, didn't you? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I think it deserves an eight. Um, there are people. I mean, if you look at Steam, go look at what Steam says about this game. Um, you know, ninety five percent of people love this game. On Metacritic, the user score is an eight point three. So that's usually mm. what I try and dictate more. Um, if I, if I ever give something a score, and it's like, well, what does the user say about it? That's usually what I go look at first. And I have to agree. I think this game. I think this is a very good game. Um, 
and it's just shy of being great because it lacks lore. Uh, and you really, it's a pain to try and fish out that lore, Mm -hmm. but you don't see games like this made. You don't see the level of detail. This is a game. So you have to take in the design to account. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. What matters is the design quality. And if you take, if you take the time to put together all these different combinations and see what they can do, somebody had to program all of that. Somebody had to draw all of that. Some, you know, a team spent countless hours trying to make this unique every time you come back to it. And to me, like, yeah, I can't give this game anything less than an eight for me. Supergiant is somewhat unmatched when it comes to polish. And when I say polish, it's like the details of the music, the voice acting, the the actual art, the gameplay, like they really round out their games really well. And just to be clear, when Ryan and I say 7.5, 7.5 is our second highest tier on our Bushley gaming scale. It's considered impressive, right? So there's there's five tiers. Um, only a 10 out of 10 gets the top one, right? That's a legendary status. And then you get impressive. So this actually falls in our impressive category. And again, you're seeing this progression of Supergiant, like this clear improvement that they did Bastion. They went to this. And again, I've seen the, whole, I've seen the end point of Hades, but it's just cool to see how developers grow. And it's clear again with, with Supergiant. Yeah, no, I, I think that's beautiful. That's well said. And I, I think this is a perfect example. This is why I love Supergiant so much in that they are not going to do the popular thing that is going to make them popular. They're going to do the thing that actually like they really want to do. And I think as a content creator and a podcaster, you know, someone with a very small <laughs> podcast network who's very much in the in the uh camp of i'm gonna do what i want and i don't care if it's the wrong decision i have to do this because it makes me feel good there is no better expression of of art like that is that is literally what art is is like saying hey i'm gonna do this thing because i genuinely want to and and talking to you know darren corb that's very much the vibe of the studio like they don't approach games the same way that call of duty or the same way that you know, even something like Horizon Zero Dawn, they don't approach games that way. It is, what is this idea that we're super duper, uh, you know, fond of or that we really believe in? And how can we make that come to life in a really unique way? And maybe it'll resonate with players. If you go back and watch that Noclip documentary, at no point did, did Supergiant, the Supergiant staff ever think that this is going to be a breakout hit. None of them ever thought that. Ever. Not one time. And when things kept rolling in, like all this positive PR and stuff kept rolling in for the for the game, it was this thing. They were blown away because they that's what happens. That's what the reaction should be. Whenever you make something, you're super passionate about it and people love it. You're like, really? You like like you like this? That's what the reaction should be. That's what games should be. And that's why Supergiant is kind of like a cut of above a cut above the rest and second to none in terms of polish because they make games that they genuinely care about. So yeah, I'm super excited that we're able to wrap this, uh, you know, discussion up and do you guys have any final thoughts that you want to add? I, I can't wait to see what pirates. Maybe. Like. Yeah. You made me a believer. So I'm excited so to keep playing these I, super giant games. I cannot wait to get to pyre because it is so weird. Um, yeah, I, I hope I'm, we can get... I'm nervous based off that description, actually. Like, this seems... 
it is. This seems way far left. It from... is. It is. And what I've played so far, I'm like, it gives me the same feeling. Not that not a, not in terms of gameplay, but it gives me the same feeling as whenever I first played Bastion, in that I was like, what is this? Who yeah. who are like who is the studio doing this thing? And I'm genuinely excited to talk about it. So yeah, sweet, yeah. We gotta finish Death Loop and then I'll start it. Oh. yeah, we got we got a, a few in the log, but we'll we'll get there. It's so good. I can't wait. Death Loop. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's so whoa, good. Whoa, 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 whoa! This is in a Death Loop. Uh, it's, so good. it's so good. It is. It's we'll awesome. It. Arcane's so freaking talented. Okay. Anyways, really good. So, uh, gentlemen, next time, of course, we will be discussing Pyre. I'm super excited to do so. I- I'm always sad when our podcasting shenanigans have to end, be- but it's only going to be, you know, it feels like yesterday since we did it. It feels like it was yesterday whenever we did Bastion, and it's not going to be that much longer until we do Pyre, hopefully. So, yeah. and hopefully Necro- Necrophilia will be able to be there with us. You yeah, know, Necrophilia will be he back. Will. Yeah, yeah, we'll make them. Yeah. Yep. So. All right, well, ladies and last game. Yeah, no, it was. Thank you guys very much for coming on. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for it. inviting us. This is awesome. Yeah, and Great I'm super, super giant. Yeah, I'm super excited to do the rest of these. I am kind of playing Pyre and Hades concurrently a little bit, because um, they're just vastly different. Like you can you can play them side by side if you want to. Whereas I couldn't really do that with Transistor, but Pyre is a completely different beast altogether. So, ladies and gentlemen, definitely be on the lookout for those two episodes coming out. God knows when. I don't know. If you're a patron, you'll get those, obviously, uh, first. Um, of course, the early access tier, we have the tip jar idea, obviously, which is $1. But early access is $5 if you want access to everything, uh, which I put out a blog post that kind of described what all that entails. You get four or five different podcasts um, from early access. So, super excited about that. And I'm super excited to continue our journey with Supergiant, gentlemen. So uh, definitely yeah, give your sign-offs. Where can people find you? Talk about Bush League. Do, do all that jazz. BushLeagueGaming.com. You can find us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash 74XC2. We still don't have a custom URL. We're oh. getting there. Um, just search Bush League Gaming on YouTube or go to the website. At Bush League GMNG for me. At Bush League Ryan for Ryan. And, uh, yeah, that's it. There you have it. Thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us, Gabe. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, definitely go – I have to say, Jacob said that, like, Punch Counterpunch is like a, you know, jump to the top of the list podcast for him. Anytime BLG puts out a new show, that that takes – I don't even listen to my industry – the industry show that I like. Like, I listen to – I No, I'm serious. Like, I – I would never. I paid him to say this. No, I would never in a million years be disingenuous. It is that good. Like I, I don't know how you guys haven't been working in the games industry for years because there you don't find podcasts like that. So definitely go check out Bushley Gaming, ladies and gentlemen. You won't regret it. And uh, as always, thank you for tuning in here as well. So, gentlemen, say goodbye. All right, man. Appreciate it. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> Well, once again, thank you so much for showing up today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, again, if this is your first time here, consider subscribing. I know that's the thing that all the YouTubers do. They're every- everyone's asking to sub. The fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't cost you anything to subscribe. And who knows, you might even see a video every now and then that you actually like.
or maybe interested in. Not only that, I do a bunch of stuff, so make sure you check all the information down in the description down below. We got podcasts, we got Let's Plays, we got all kinds of stuff for all kinds of fandoms. So make sure you check that out. I would seriously, seriously appreciate it, and I would love to see you around here more. I am Gabriel Fast. I will always be the wannabe critic. Oh.